Welcome to Super Fight Freaks Podcast. It's me, it's your boy, the H-Town Hitler, and I'm joined by my guy, D-Raz, the Chinatown Coon, a.k.a. the Frampton Faggot. Uh, D-Raz, how you doing, man? I'm doing really good, man. How are you? Doing good. I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, so a lot of shit's been going on. There was an attempted robbery with the Canelo fight. Uh, we could start there. Well, how about this? I'll pitch it to you. Do, do we want to start with something positive or something negative? Well, you know what I think we should do when we always do, you know, What's the, that? there's always something, you know, like, let's start with this. Okay. We got, we always have to, I think we should start off topic and then, you know, organically we'll get back to the topic when the time is right, but let's start off topic real fast. Okay. And this is, and I, know, I got an off topic thing. You, you do too. Yeah. I got, yeah. We'll both give our off topic. things. Right. That's how the show should always start. Something that grinds my gears or whatever, you know, okay. that's what it's going to be. And uh, yeah, so here's something that grinds your gears. You're going to bring up. And I got something that's kind of a red flag, I think, for uh, I think people. It's a red flag for people in the West. And I think it's a red flag. It's a mirror for the people in the Far East to look in to see where they're going. It's a red flag for the fight community. Um, So, yeah, mine is going to be it's hitting on a lot of different things. So they Um, could use that mirror, you think, to see who made them rich. Or no, this isn't gonna a lot. Anymore. Actually, a lot of these people involved in the story. Yeah, it, it is that mayor will be to see who made them rich. Um, but I'll let you go first. Uh, what do you got? Well, you know, you know, mine's not so deep. I was just, you know, it just dawned on me when you were talking. The, after you said this, this sentence, I, I zoned out because, you you know, you asked me how I was doing. And I said good. Or and yeah. I asked how you and you said good. And, uh, you know, I have to be honest, I'm not doing that good. I, you know, I'm doing I'm probably I'm probably not doing too well, but uh yeah, you look like you're just hanging on. Yeah, it's not, you know, uh, yeah. Well, this we're not gonna talk about this on the show. I don't want to, but yeah, let me get into that Cobra verse and uh, you know, uh that you showed me. And uh I'll be honest, I think the reason it kind of hit a chord with me is because I saw I saw, you know, I saw a lot of myself in that guy. So uh in, you're breaking up a bit, but you but you say it. when you looked into the pit, when you looked in the abyss that was the Cobra verse. You know, that's one of the things that they say, you know, when you look into the abyss, you have to be careful because, you know, the abyss looks back. So when you looked into the the Cobra verse, you know, we're talking about um, which is named Cobra JFS. King Cobra JFS. King Cobra JFS. When you looked into that abyss, you felt like he was staring right back out of you that you're seeing yourself in him. I was I saw myself in the abyss. Yeah. I've always and, known uh, that, too, because of the autism, the Asperger's. So I mean, you've kind of always reminded me, you know, like I, I, I'm saying I saw you too. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah, then, then, yeah, I think you can see why it is. It's, it's affected me in a very profound manner, and uh, I looked at, yeah, I looked at it, and uh, you know, it's not that I think it's going to light a fire under me or make me change anything. Yeah, I think it's just, a, it's just a, wow, this is where it's, you know, it's like a drug addict, you know, they're still going to die on the drugs. Yeah. They do, you know, they it's, they see that moment themselves in the mirror, like, oh, this is where I get clean. And then they just go get high, you know, right after. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah. that. That's so it's like, oh, damn, this is where we're at. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, anyway, see, I'm not doing too good. But uh, okay. All right. <laughs> what, what really grinds my gears is uh, when people do what I'm doing right now, but I have to do it to show you that it grinds my gears is when, you know, I've, I've seen, have you ever been around someone or heard someone say that, like, you know, like they'll get all like when you say, Oh, how are you doing? And you say, Oh, I'm doing good. And then have you ever heard some people say or make a point that they're annoyed where, or they, or they're like, you know, people always say they're doing good, but 
that's such a lie. You know, it's so fake. You know, everyone's, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I hate that that shit. You hate that shit, right? You almost want to walk away there. Go get on that soapbox some other time at some other place. Yeah, yeah well, I've, I've just been on, you can see it on TV. I'm sure, I'm sure that guy who, uh, who's the guy that, that had Dak Shepard? I'm sure he did a podcast about it, about how. Yeah, yeah. We never say what's bothering us, and it's that's so fucking fake. You're so you're oh you're doing good, really, really. Your mom just died. You're doing good, you know whatever. Yeah. Oh, really? The rents do. You're doing good. You know, I, don't you hate that? Yeah, no, I do hate that because because when you ask that, it's like you know I I could say that or, or I can say fuck off. You know, it's like I don't. You know, I'm ju- I'm just giving you a light pleasantry. Yeah, of course. I think everybody's bothered by that. Nobody nobody likes that. Um, but people, but yet people still do it. You're aware of people, people that do it. Yeah, because they want to be spiritual, lyrical. and Yeah, it's not. It's like, okay, yeah. dickhead, it's a platitude. I don't know you. I'm not telling you my whole life yeah. story. I mean, I, this is a three-minute interaction. I'm not going to, you know, I don't give a shit. It's made worse by that. But, you know, I just did it too right there. But, you know, I feel I'm amongst friends, and I, I, I really believe you guys want to know if I'm not doing so well. So, you know, that's – and, you know, I can't see you, but I'm, I don't think you're doing I, I don't want to know, but maybe they do. And so mm-hmm. I think it's okay for you to say that. So was that your off-topic thing that you wanted to bring up? That was my off-topic thing. Okay, yeah. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more positive because because uh, I, I was hoping you had something positive to say because mine is I don't know it's kind of serious. So I, I wrote down some thoughts and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read it. Um, I have proof for this. So if, you know if the grammar is off or the, the diction, you know that's my apologies. So here we go. This is something I, I think the freaks need to know about, I'm not, and I'm not sure what I want the freaks to do about this information either. It's just something I think we all kind of need to be aware of. So, um, so there are, uh, and these are not unsubstantiated rumors. You know, these are substantiated rumors going around the fight community about Hasbulla. And we all know Hasbulla. He's, you know, 25 or 19. I don't know. He looks like a baby. Adult. He is an adult with a He's disease. He's an adult man. Okay. So, so there's subst- substantiated rumors. They got a lot of credibility behind Wait, these rumors. He's an adult man who looks like a cute four-year-old, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, going around in a hospital. Okay, and so if you've noticed, he hangs around grown Muslim men that aren't supposed to be jacking off. <laughs> okay. And obviously, the little guy can't fend for himself. Right. Oh, so what do you, I mean, I don't want to come out and say it. Is this your off-topic thing? That's my off-topic thing. Do you, I mean, do you, do you, I don't need to cross that uh, T for you. I don't need to dot that I. You see where I'm going with that. He's constantly being paraded around. Uh, I've never seen him around less than four or five Muslim men. They're not allowed to jack off. And uh, um, the little guy, he can't. What is he going to do? Yeah, he, we might have to discontinue the off-topic thing on the show, but... Uh... <laughs> Uh, you know, I well, would. Now, what do you? I mean, what do you think about that? Because I, mean, I, I just think it's clear taste, what's but, happening. I said, okay, for anyone that you know is, you know, is refusing to go there, I'll just go there. What you know, Hitler is. He's insinuating that I, I guess, because he's in lieu of masturbating, because they can't <laughs> masturbate. In lieu of that, I think he's insinuating that they're raping uh, this twenty-year-old man with some type of. He does have some sort of degenerative disorder. I think he's mentally he has all his faculties, but he uh, so which kind of makes it worse. He is in the body of like a five, four or five. His mind four. is sane. Yeah, yeah, he's about a four and a half year old body, and I guess in lieu, I, I don't know the logic. That's I don't think it's you happening. do know the logic. You do know what I'm saying. 
I don't I, know. I'm saying he's they're raping him. I don't know why. How is that better? Oh, you don't that? think that's serious? You don't think that we should at least be aware of it? How is that worse than masturbation, though? Or how's that better? Why wouldn't they just masturbate? If the urge was so strong that they were going to rape him, why wouldn't they just masturbate? They don't right, think and, and here, here's another. I, now you're getting me on something. I don't want to get, you know, it's not, I'm not trying to be high and mighty and criticize them. But in their legal system, mm-hmm. usually the rape victim has no kind of say in the matter, has no kind of legal platform to stand on. I think he comes from wealth, though. I don't I think he's like a prince. No, he doesn't come from wealth. He maybe has some wealth now. He certainly he, he comes from a fucking cave in Dagestan. Um, he earned his wealth the hard But way. no, what I'm, what I'm saying is that according to their religion and their law, it would be a much bigger deal to jack off than it would be to, um, you know, the fuck Kasbala. Yeah. All right. So I've laid I've laid it out. I've let everyone no, know. I mean, I think, That's all I, I can that, do. I don't think I think like you said, he comes from a cave. You know, it's interesting. Have you know, you know, I've never seen a person like this before, but all of a sudden there's two famous ones. Have, have you seen yeah. the other guy? The other little guy. Yeah, the uh Abdul Rosic. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's also 20 or 25 or whatever, and also a rich Benjamin Button guy. Never seen him before, but all of a sudden in 2022, there's two of them. Yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they're actually four years old or whatever. They're just this is a scam they're running. But uh, <laughs> there's two of them, and uh, you know who that one's friends with? Who he's who he hangs around a lot. So we're gonna be throwing these Renato, huh? Renato. Well, I'm sure they all they both go around Renato. Yeah. Okay. So Hezbollah is more of an Eastern European uh, guy, I guess, and the other one's slightly slightly more Western in, in where he lives in Europe. Uh, you know, he's a he's good friends of Maris Breedis. Yeah. You think Maris Breedis is raping him? Who's Maris Breedis? He's the cruiserweight, the, the the number one cruiserweight. Oh yeah. It, well, where is he from? Uh, Latvia. Oh yeah. He's from oh. Latvia. Riga, Riga, Latvia. You think yeah, definitely. I don't know who who that is, but yeah, definitely. Well, I think they. Uh, Anybody think- that's hanging around him is partaking in it. I think, but no, well, but this is where your logic might be flawed. I think he can masturbate. I, I think he's like a Christian. Yeah, but also, okay, you know, it's just it, you're not going to surround you're not going to surround yourself in that environment around these little man children kids constantly filming and vlogging of them if you're not also doing that. You just wouldn't. I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't. I, I'm just saying you're not doing one without the other. Uh, the, so so yeah, any, anybody who's in his circle who's filming and vlogging and taking him to restaurants. You, you know, would you uh, would you constantly wine and dine a fucking little kid? Um, anyways, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna get onto uh, uh, something that's at least the a first related. official topic of the day. The, yeah, the, we're the, done with the off topic. That was a dark dark. They didn't go well because one of us has to bring something light to the table. One of us has to bring something dark to the table. Mm-hmm. You started talking about depression. Well, that was miscommunication. And then I was talking about rape. I thought I was only going to talk about rape because I thought you were going to talk about something more positive. And I look in the depression, you know, you guys bring up, like, you know, I'm not one of these pansies or, you know, that's always acting. You know, I'm not one of these guys, you know, and, and this has been well documented on the show. I'm not yeah. a pansy. I'm not a gay. You know, I'm not a yeah. queer who's always complaining about things. Uh, you know, I had a, a very serious financial uh, strife that I'm going through. And uh, that does that to people. You know, I mean, I'm you yeah. know, that bankruptcy. Which was been well documented. That doesn't just remember uh, when uh, uh um Cobra JFS when he took out a fifteen buck loan to buy two hot and ready pizzas. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, we're not gonna talk about him anymore. Uh, all right, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get you know what? I'll say this about that, yeah. and this really should just be a phone conversation more than a podcast conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna have to edit that out. What uh, you know, I can't watch the videos because, like I said, it, it, I think it's sad, but uh, I read the wiki. Have you seen his wiki? No, I didn't know he had one. I mean, oh, go sense, on the because the way it's worded is hilarious, the wording is very funny because it's written very like professionally, like Oxford English, <laughs> but the way. It's written, and then what you read is like absurd. Like the guy is clearly fucked up. So uh, it's really. Funny. I read the entire wiki, and I, I read about the. God. Uh, you don't ever dip your feet in something. You just fucking dive in always. All right. Uh. uh so here, I, I'm going to bring it on. NXT just had a lot of releases. WWE did, did a lot of shitters. People you've never heard of. Is this the first news? Of, well, I want to make sure. Is this the first news of the day? Is this what we're doing? This is the first. Yeah. This is now. Now we're in. We're we're, we're fucking okay. going. Okay. Everybody, this is it. Okay. Um, yeah, so WWE has released a bunch of people, a lot of no-name shitters, people you've never heard of, you didn't know existed, you didn't know were wrestlers, and if you did, you're likely retarded. You know, you're autistic. Uh, you should hang yourself, nigga. Um, I'll but, say, you've been you, you know, the, I think you've been saying the N-word recently. You've been saying I, yeah, much. no, no, but I, ble- I go back and edit it, and I always bleep them all out, so nobody has well, to I, I, But I'm saying, it, even in the other people don't know this, they don't talk to Hitler as much as I do. Yeah, but even in in, no, uh, but I'm just saying, even in regular, you know, you say it a lot. Well, I bleep, I bleep that out too. I also censor myself. Um, uh, you know, even you know, he'll answer the phone. That's kind of his. That's his no. standard greeting now. It's his standard greeting. And I, no. I just want to say, you know, I don't know if you think it's meta or if it, you're doing a, you know, a, I'm taking the word. That's I'm your doing, interpretation. I've always censored they don't myself. Want it to, you know, it just, all it serves to do is no. it makes you look as low class as them. You know. No. That's whole, first of all, if I do say it, I say it ironically, which makes it funny and it gives me a pass. No, well, no, well, let me tell you. And two, I've always I always censor myself when I say it. So if you think that's what I'm saying, that's your own projection. So that's you. No, well, no, and I that's have some anti racist topics. I know that's your logic, and I'm saying, yeah, well, you know, people in society they don't want you to do heroin either. And if you start yeah. doing heroin, it doesn't make your oh, I'm so much. You're just this fucking retard. You're a heroin addict. I mean, you're that's still a low life. But yeah, I know. Yeah, the society doesn't want to deal with meth addicts, uh, Hitler. So if you start right, doing, well, you know, it doesn't make you above it or oh, I'm so you know now you know, you're just yeah, you're the same as them. Now you you I'm waiting for you to drop your next little pussy wet mixtape, all the pussy I eat mixtape. Yeah, because you're one step away from all that. Right. Every, he, this guy can't go, you know, one time answering the phone without saying the end. If he's agitated, it's it's end this and that and. Uh, all right, well, I, I didn't want to do this publicly. Yeah, but uh, you do you just you do well, sound like right. you did because you you kept going for a long time. So so <laughs> how how about this? I'm I'll make you I'll, I'll let you pop once I give you a free one. Uh, fuck you, nigga. Uh, and I am gonna bleep that out actually, so nobody will even know what I said. Okay, um, all right. So anyways, now, I hope that's the last one. I'm about to kick you out of the lobby right now. Uh, and I, I got a whole bunch of people lined up. We've been waiting to try out on the show. So I, I got a lot of people rubbing their hands together. The, a lot of like, I'm in a lot of emails saying DRAZ needs to be out. Yeah, and I've been, and I know you see these emails and you never open them, but I open them. I've been getting a lot of emails to that same account that says uh, Hitler needs to be out. So uh, it could go either way, buddy. Oh, I don't know how to you'll, set up. A- you'll, 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 oh, I can tell you this: you'll be losing access to that email account real soon. <laughs> and uh, here's here's the first topic of the day. Uh, all the NXT releases, like I said, a lot, lot of no name shitters, a lot of mirror matches. Who first name, last names. Um, right. But but one guy of note, depending on how where you range on the spectrum, I knew about this guy. I'm talking about the mini fat Lesnar 
Porker Bordeaux. Were you aware of this guy? Porker I was not. Bordeaux. I heard about it. I don't know who that is, though. He's a mini shoot fat Lesnar. Yeah, they were disappointed when he got released, and I was like, I've honestly... But do you know who he is? Do you know what he looks like? Can no. I paint? Should I look up a picture of him right now? If it's not going to destroy your computer and... No, I got, I, got a, you know, I got a phone. I got a hand oh, yeah, yeah. Look up, look up Porker Bordeaux. Okay. Or yeah, type gonna... mini fat Lesnar, either one. I'm going to type in Parker because I think that's his name, Bordeaux, which is a bad name. I'll say that as well. Okay. So, so he kind of got some notoriety. People saw this uh, asshole He's walking fat. around the... Uh, performance center and, and somebody snapped a pic and put on twitter that he looks like brock lesnar and everybody but oh, kind of ran with it retard, dude. all right well, well you see him right yes oh he okay. looks a little bit like lesnar in the face facially is he anyways with- there's a lot of pictures of him on social media where he links up with all these c-tier wrestler uh not wrestlers rappers so he'll be of like ct the young thug and h-town okay. busy in the love in, in the little love machine oh people. dude these are your heroes yeah, yeah, yeah i'm looking at the yeah, yeah. you have yeah, that yeah. poster you have some of these posters on your wall yeah, and he he likes to like wear fashion, I guess. Sneaker. Yeah, he's kind of like a Dylan Dennis. I don't know what to compare him to, but instead of being around Connor, he's around you know H H creep the fuck boy love you know little bastard you know people like that and just random rappers they've never heard of. So, anyways, uh, one of our fans have been kind enough to summarize his time in NXT. Now, this is from the start to the end, all the way, and you can kind of see when I get to the end of this. You're going to see that NXT really had their backs against the wall, and they kind of maybe had to let this guy go. So you see the gimmick they have him running, and he looks like a skinhead. Well, yeah, well, don't mind. That's not important anymore. I'm going to read okay. you a summary of his time there. All right. Uh, all okay. Right. So, uh, and maybe when I do this, you, you don't want to email this to you, or what is this? Somebody emailed me a summary, Tom Lang, because they oh, probably man. knew I would want to talk about this. Or yeah, maybe they convenient. wanted to hear us talk about it. You that's know, convenient because I don't know much about him. So this is going to be convenient. Anybody else want to send me a summary of timeline? I'm not just this, but anything. Super Fight Freaks podcast at gmail.com. I'll read the timeline of pretty much anything you send me um, oh. on the show. So, so here's the, the timeline of, of Porker, Bordeaux, Bordeaux, whatever his time mm-hmm. in NXT. Um, or just things he was doing. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's see. Um, these are just random bullet points. I'm just going to read off all the bullet points. It's not very coherent, but, but I think you'll see a narrative by the time I finish. Okay. Um, he gave several NXT talents unsolicited advice, many of whom had four superior physiques than him on how to properly work out. <laughs> he would regularly blast sickle mode on a loop from his Bluetooth speaker for hours while oh he posed and took pictures of himself at the PC instead of exercising. PCB uh, Performance Center. So this guy's yeah. walking around blasting sickle mode. From a Bluetooth speaker. Beats pill or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would always arrive late to class and tell trainers that he runs on superstar time. Um, he told Chompa. Yeah, wow, really? Yes. That's too much. And, and honestly, a lot of this shit, it kind of made me a fan of him a little bit. Yeah, to kind of feel like this guy did does kind of get it, but he's not quite there yet. You kind of. He's missing a lot of the key pieces. Yeah, but I, I, I some of it I kind of like, but, you know, I, I wish they would just kind of shelve him. But, um. Yeah, he told Champa and Strong that if they looked more like him, they'd be pinning Roman Reigns right now. Okay. In what way? Height or? I don't know. He just told he told Champa and Johnny Strong that if they looked more like him, they'd be. And this is quotes: pinning Roman right now. Uh, Champa looks uh, okay. Uh, this guy's six foot four, so I mean that's p- t- plenty tall, I guess. But he looks like shit. He looks okay. like absolute shit. Champa. Now, now this person has went off way on way better. 
You don't let him talk about Chompa no, like Chompa that. Chompa looks like a rip child. Um, he looks okay. like a rip Benjamin Button, somebody who's aging no, in, in reverse. He, he's not small. He's not All right, when he, yes, he is tiny, dude. Dean he's a regular Malenko, size. Dean Malenko uh, in his old age, after he shrunk in the Alzheimer's, <laughs> this current version of Dean Malenko has four inches and thirty pounds on him. No, he um, doesn't have. Yes, he does, he's ripped, dude. He's ripped. He's solid muscle. Right. Okay. Clearly, you guys see where D-Raz's taste like. No, anyways, I'm not saying This person I... goes on to summarize Porker a little bit more, and he, he says, shit body, shit look, shit face, shit promo, shit wrestling, lazy, entitled. Now he, he's bringing some more evidence. Those are big claims. He's bringing some more evidence now. Maybe, maybe this v- listener uh, works at the PC. I think so, because I haven't heard a lot of this other shit. Uh, he, so they're saying he's a self-mark who wore his own non-WWE-approved merch in the Performance Center and backstage 24-7 and even tried to sell it to wrestlers and management. Now, if you've been following Porker for a long time, he does have he, he was calling himself Destroyer of Gods, and he would always wear a shirt. There's a lot of pictures of him on Instagram wearing a <laughs> shirt. It's like an anime version of Porker, and it says Destroyer of Gods. So that is kind of true. But uh, I did not know that he was trying to peddle that merch backstage That's a bad look. Yeah, to uh, yeah. management in uh, the other wrestlers um <laughs> so during promo class he was constantly on his phone um he was <laughs> he was constantly on his phone during promo class <laughs> always late to practice and rehearsals he did nothing but watch anime and go on social media backstage during the shows um he tried to exp- Huh? Cornette was sad about this, or all oh, he heard something. I mean, that he, he that tried to. Exp- what well, Cornette probably doesn't know all this. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he, he tried to explain his gimmick to Sean and Hunter by having them watch a twenty-minute geekdom one-on-one video about Dragon Ball Super while he sat there with a smirk on his face. So there, there's a YouTube channel called Geekdom One Hundred and One, and it just kind of teaches the lore of something. And to explain his gimmick, that he's sure of God's gimmick, he went into the office and got Hunter and Sean to watch um, a Geekdom 101 video about Dragon Ball. You mean Ball Triple H or is Hunter or someone else? Hunter Johnson? Yeah, Hunter Hearst Hamsley and, and Shawn Michaels. And okay. uh, it was a video about Dragon Ball Super. It was a 20-minute video, and he sat there with a fucking smug look on his face the whole time. And they watched the whole video? They watched the whole thing. Uh, well, was, I got mean, shot. I'd be like, "Look, you should have known." Four minutes into the video, they're like, "Yeah, I don't think this is gonna like. You're not. This is not gonna be the gimmick for you. You don't have to watch the whole. I don't think. I don't believe they watched the whole twenty minutes." Okay, um, he was specifically paired up with Joy Gacy and explicitly told to learn from him and look up to him as a mentor to approve in all facets of wrestling. But instead of taking notes and learning from him, he never went to any of the meetings set up by management of Joe Gacy to work on his skills and barely even talked, let alone hung out with Joe Gacy outside of tapings. He would kiss Hunter and Sean's ass when they actually gave him advice, only for him to disregard everything they told him while telling the other talent that Vince pays my bills, not DX. Uh, Even though the advice and instructors, Hunter and Sean, were being relayed from Vince himself. So... Yeah, he, he would, you know, be nice to Hunter and Sean yeah, when they give him advice. And then he would go around backstage and saying that, look, Vince is the one paying the checks, not DX. <laughs> DX? Like, first of all, that's a weird thing to call them. Like, he told senior NXT talent like- and one higher up that he can't wait to leave NXT so he can party around the country when he gets called up. And, uh, yeah, he still thinks he's God's gift to wrestling. And, and that's how this guy, you know, ended it. So he got released. Yeah, and, and this guy, I guess, who has either works there, lives there, he was able to um, kind of give us some context. This Parker guy, he should have just went to AEW because he could have skipped that whole middleman. 
and been a pretty probably as good <laughs> serviceable mid carder on that show. You could have traveled, and they will travel. travel. And I, I think, and I, and I think uh, uh, Teddy Khan would love that Dragon Ball video. <laughs> dude, yeah, dude, this is just that. This is a mix match. I'm sure he's acting. Yeah, you're right. He would. So this is a perfect match. Like he, he'll fucking find a great home in AEW. And he'll get to travel around and party and and do whatever and yeah, it'll be dog shit. All right, and let me see if I got this one. Then the next, did you have something else? Or I'm gonna keep going. I, I got a lot of topics. All right, um, so you know Dak and Drack, your two favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Let me see if we can find this tweet. All right, I don't have the tweet anymore. I was supposed to save it, but Dak and Drack made a tweet. This is uh, NPR, the little tag team. And, um, you know, two of Diego's favorite guys. What were they called? Old school wrestling in NXT. What was their name? Uh, don't name drop me. And, uh, or Cash yeah, and Dash. Uh, yeah, Cat- the Revival. FTR. The Revival. The Revival, yeah. Um, now they're NPR. And uh, so these guys, they uh, one of them made a tweet. And, and these guys are fucking gay if you look at any of their Twitters. But one of I like them. The one uh, guy, I like the bald-headed guy's look. He's the like worst the- one, dude. He's the biggest faggot. You don't like the mustache thing he has? That's pretty cool. I'm saying him as a man in the way he portrays well, himself on social media. Like, uh, there was a tweet he did a while ago. It was his daughter wrote, like, trannies are love or whatever. And then he was like, he's like, tell me why this got me shoot crying in the middle of the night. <laughs> so his daughter <laughs> came in in the room late at night. And, and she's like six years old, can barely spell. And she wrote trannies are love or fag is gay is good. Something like that. And he, and he took a picture and he's like, tell me why this got me shoot crying in the middle of the night. And then um, he just recently, um, you know, I know his matches. Look, if you if you eventually have a daughter one day and then, you know, that'll be my niece. I would she slap does. her. <laughs> I would All say, right. where did you who told you this? And then I'd slap her again. So <laughs> tell it. It would be a question and slap. Question and slap. <laughs> I like the idea of her falling down from each slap because she's like six. So. Now I'm talking hard slaps, yeah. I'm talking stepping. You know, like uh, when those guys, uh, they do the slap contest, Power 100. They'll get yeah, yeah, 350 bucks. But they've got all these rules. You can't step into it. I'd be stepping into it, dude. Yeah, and you're like the size of like 26-year-olds. So yeah, I like yeah, to yeah. see her going, hitting the ground harder than getting up with a lot of pride and then it's kind of the point in the movie where that's where her unbreakable will actually got four yeah either either i would either that would break her straight or turn her into some like joan of arc faggot where like yeah, that would turn her into a beast. rebel <laughs> right, anyways so he did that tweet and then just recently you know he's been doing frame by frame remakes of red heart matches right Oh, his interpretation of them, I think, is a better way to say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah not a, quite a frame by frame. <laughs> yeah. Interpretation of the match, well, yeah. To his ability, you know, I would say that, right? Sure. Um, and, and what's what's really funny about that is it's supposed to be the own heart uh, memory tournament, and mm-hmm. instead it's all like all everybody's just jacking off to Bret Hart matches, and it's all about recreating Bret Hart's best moments in the ring, which I think that's kind of funny of itself. But anyways, he um, <laughs> I didn't actually put that together. Yeah. That's you know funny. what I'm saying? You know, I think I think it's a funny way to think about. But anyways, turn me out of that. And since we're talking about it, I've actually been watching a few more uh, uh, Owen Hart clips, and uh, he's not a bad wrestler. No, not at all. Um, you want to pause it real fast? Yeah, one second. But yeah, I wanted to talk about his latest tweets. Maybe the most embarrassing. So you know, if there's latest kind of you know jacking off to Brett match, um, I guess either Brett Hart. I guess, and well, obviously not Owen, but Bret Hart responded to the tweet and was like, yeah. Well, dude. how's it obvious that it wasn't Owen? Because Owen is dead. 
Oh, okay. Owen is in hell right now, and I'm pretty sure they're on Twitter. Okay, you know what's uh, funny? I can, I'm going to let you get right back to it. But if for anyone that was listening to last week's episode or last month's episode, whatever we talked about this, and uh, you were talking about the Rikishi, because I, I went and saw Owen do that pile driver Stone Cold, and uh, yeah, he he dropped him right on his head. It's pretty fucked up. Uh, and I said, okay, Rikishi, you know, uh, being the autist that Hitler is, he was able to bring up the Rikishi driver just like that. Not even his finishing move, just a signature move that some fat mid Carter did in 1999. You knew, and I went and watched the, the compilation of the best Rikishi drivers. Actually, pretty badass move. And uh, yeah, you're right. That's exactly what that move was. It was a tombstone that he just falls. He falls up to his butt, and uh, he didn't break one person's neck doing it. No, not even close. No, not even close. It's badass. Yeah, he did the little, yeah. So you, you were right. That, I'm gonna, I gotta give you props, man. That, that, that was a good call. I, I'm always right. I don't know why you're saying, like, like, so yeah. And I watched the compilation. He never broke anyone's neck. So then that makes you think, and you, you admit that Rikishi never broke anybody's neck doing that. Look, and I know, and I know you're not the, the biggest Kenny fan. You more side in the cornet side of things, and that's fine. But you also know that Kenny could do a flipping one from the top rope. Oh, about probably 10 times in a row and not get hurt or injure anybody yeah so that that that's that to me yeah that's that's sort of the point i was gonna make too what you're saying is yeah you know he doesn't like the and i don't like it either but and you can like i said you can find that example of rikishi rikishi do that move how many times you think in the 90s uh easily six thousand. <laughs> if, you, if you count if you count the uh house shows yes yeah, so, yeah that million, was a maybe literally literally a million yeah, he did probably a million times did that move, and I never heard anybody. So yeah, for all these great technicians or whatever, I mean, uh, I mean, Cornette would have a field day if Orange Cassidy broke someone's neck. Rightfully so. All I'm saying is you got to be, you know, call it down the middle, be fair. That was a huge botch on Owen's part, and uh, knowing what we know about Stone Cold now, I mean that that's I mean that would have been I mean that's insane. That's like someone snaps Connor's neck when he's making his rise in the training. And he, 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 he's supposed to you know, flow. They're supposed to flow roll, and someone snaps his spine. You know that's kind of what Owen did. So you know, and I'm not saying you know he deserved to die or anything. Of course, of, of course, I'm not saying that. But I am saying you know it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. He did that to Stone Cold, and you agree that's fucked up. He did that to Stone Cold. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, now what? Now you said Owen. Now what? What did he? Here's another fun. I'm trying to find the exact tweet. Right of of Uncle, uh, uh, he goes by Uncle Dax FTR. Uh, this is owner Brett. This is uh this is Uncle this is Dax Sharwood from FTR, the one with the mustache and the bald head that you like so much. This I is the same faggot who was like, Brett. "Tell me why I got this got me shoot crying in the middle of the yeah, night." Yeah, I never said I, I didn't know about that. Obviously, yeah, I like. Well, anyways, he uh this is another uh, tweet. So I was thinking, man, I gotta find the one that he that he cried in. So I, I wrote Uncle Dax FTR. That's his or Dax FTR. That's his Twitter handle. And I wrote cry. Dude, it brought pages of tweets of him crying. Um, oh, really? Directly like sourced from his Twitter page. But anyways, <laughs> I kind of found the one that I was talking about, uh, I think. But it's not even the exact same one. And uh, this was after, I don't know, the Brett versus Owen match that he recreated or whatever. Uh, somebody was saying how great the match was or whatever. And he put, uh, he just tweeted dot, dot, dot. And yes. I'm an almost 38 year old man with a family that still cries about wrestling. And then he put, uh, and yes, this is another tweet. And yes, dot, dot, dot. And yes, Brett did text me last night. Yes, I broke down in tears. Um, and then he had another one where he had another match and 
And Brett like responds to it and says, yeah, good match, kid. And then uh, he literally responds to that tweet in public and says, uh, don't make me cry again. <laughs> oh, my. You know what? I'll be I got to say this. Uh, yeah. How long have you been watching wrestling, man? 20 years, 30 years now? Yeah. Have you, I mean, even as a kid, have you ever cried, ever cried watching wrestling? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Really? Especially, I, dude, there's times where I was a kid, I would go home pissed because the phenom, you know, the fucking Stone Cold screwed him again, or they're fucking pushing oh, the Stone yeah. Cold. To them. No, I definitely probably cried when I was little, dude. Okay. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. I also, that's another thing. People don't know this about Hilly. Yeah. He's a big Undertaker fan, which is fine. But uh, he seemed to not like Stone Cold very much, and I don't know if that changes in retrospect or you still harbor some of that because you don't seem too broken up about him getting injured. And yeah, every time we bring it up, you say it's you because never- it's now. I'm saying that I cried then. I would if 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 if, um, if Undertaker shoot blew up today. I'm talking about blew up fucking explosion. I would not cry. You know, actually, what moved me to tears, then I'm just joking, didn't move me to tears, but it was a good moment that you might like since you're such a big Undertaker, Mark. Uh, you know that, that WWE show they were doing for a couple of days called Hidden Treasures or whatever? Yeah, where they find, we found, we found your purple tie in yeah, the yeah. knapsack. Oh, that that uh, yeah, appealed yeah. to the autist to me. That this was appeal- in the daycare center. You know, it's all <laughs> fake. It's all, uh, it's all staged. But yeah, I, I get that you like it. That show made you cry. No, I'm just joking. But there was an there was a, an emotionally charged moment. I can experience the emotion without crying. I ain't I seen that tie in about 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So it basically, kind of right. Yeah, they have. They look. And then he for took the that tie, uh, not on the Joe Rogan podcast, but he showed Joe Rogan, you know, to kind of show look how much this means to me, you know. And uh, you know, Joe wasn't as excited about it as he, he was. He wore his affliction shirt and biker yeah. bandana, just had the tie on <laughs> over the shirt. No, 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 no. Yeah, they were looking for like the purple set or the one of the sets that he wore, and uh, they were finding it. And uh, I don't know if they found. I think they found it, or I don't know. But anyway, they find something at the end of the episode, and one of them is Undertaker, Michelle McCool, and the uh, other guy that f- looks for the shit that has now been released. So they might not do the show anymore, but. uh He's there if the Undertaker, and they find it. And uh, he, yeah, that guy's just... probably irreplaceable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, his, yeah, he had got a lot of good charm. It, it didn't seem like he annoyed the wrestlers ever, but uh, he, uh, yeah, there was a good moment where Undertaker's putting the stuff on, and then that uh, his classic theme with the organ was played in a very slowed down manner. And I don't know, I just thought like, wow, I'm sorry, I, sorry, I zoned out. What did he find? It, it wasn't at the top. It was one of his purple sets or one of the – there was some significance. This is what you wore to the Survivor Series or what, something to that effect. God. It, was, it was a trench coat. There was a trench coat and a hat. And they end up finding it or they find, you know, they find it. And at, you don't know that they're about to find it. That organ starts to play, but it's very slowed down. It starts to play in the background and it starts to crescendo. And finally, he just on a whim kind of finds it and just puts it on, puts the hat on. And when he finally puts it on, it uh, plays, you know, full – I just thought it was a very good piece of cinema. It was Kino, as you would say. That it was absolute Kino. Yeah, and my favorite part of that is when you can clearly see in broad daylight the big tag uh, on the uh, <laughs> trench coat that says chalk line. You know, that's from their memorabilia. <laughs> that's their memorabilia line. Yeah, so I don't know. New- I'm just saying you're a big Undertaker, Mark. And if Undertaker died today, you'd be sad. I'd be no, sad. I wouldn't. You wouldn't be sad. I, my preferred ending is that he were to have a ladder match. One more, one more run, baby. 
you know, and and shoot uh, shoot sawdust himself to death in the <laughs> ring. I'd like if someone like Ricochet or some little idiot tries to do like a nine Cr- crotch block. chops his dead body in the middle of the <laughs> ring, try to get some That's- heel heat. No, just tries to do a legitimate move like a 950 splash. And obviously, Undertaker not only is he getting slower, he doesn't know that you have to, you know, he's unaware of these moves. And all right, he, well, hold on. For all the freaks direct- out there, the stream is about to cut off because we refuse to pay for Twitch Pro or whatever this is. So we'll be back in one second. Yeah, all right. All right, everybody, we've, we've created a loophole for Zoom Pro, whatever the fuck. We're back on. We're back live. We're going to finish the show. Yeah, yeah D-Raz, so- it was just so important to D-Raz. He just tried to show me that that clip he was talking about, so I could appreciate it. You know what? The old uh, wizard, the old gay wizard, Undertaker, <laughs> he put on his robe, his Merlin costume one last time, yeah. and boy, did that bring back memories. When I heard that slow piano music creep in, uh, oh, God, I just got all kinds of feelings, you know, um, no, okay. What I was saying, what I, okay, that's disrespect. What I was saying was that you know you really want him versus Ricochet, and Ricochet does a nine fifty, and Undertaker never took one of those moves. Probably doesn't even watch wrestling anymore. Never seen it. So he stands, I guess, directly under him. Maybe thinking that okay, well, he's rotating so much, he's gonna do like something. He's gonna jump over the top of me, and Ricochet just lands square feet, completely on top, the very top of Undertaker's head, and compresses his spine. <laughs> And it kills him right there. You'd, you'd be okay with something like that? I'd probably buy a Ricochet shirt, a ricochet shirt <laughs> if he did that. Um, uh, me- <laughs> and then Ricochet could have a – she should come out with a shirt that says Ricochet 316. Uh, and then the back says, I just killed The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we need to get <laughs> off the wrestling topics. Cause, the cause- they should just get a 316 shirt. That if, says- if this is your first time listening, I promise we normally do talk about real fights a lot. This has just been a very wrestling-heavy centric episode. But uh, uh, we've been talking for a couple of minutes. I mean, we've done a lot worse before. So. That, that's true. But but I got a couple more wrestling things to say. So, uh, you know the thought? She's from Iconics, uh, Peyton Royce. Oh, yeah, I remember her. I don't know which one she is, but she's one of one of those ones. Uh, in any ways, Billy Kay or Peyton Royce. Yeah. yeah, I know those are the names, but I don't know which one is which. He was the one that was with uh, Ty Dillinger. Oh, I don't know by that. I didn't know either of them were. I thought they were with each other the whole time. No, I know. I'm saying in real life, she's the one I think that's dating. Oh, I have her. no. Okay, I have no idea. And anyways, whatever one that was, uh, Peyton, you saw her, you would know her. Yeah, yeah, I know what they both look like. I don't know which name is which with, with who. Anyways, um, well, that's kind of important. And so the, the 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 thing you're giving us to go off of, you don't know if it was Peyton Royce or Billy Kay. It, it was Peyton Royce. I see that the name. I don't, I'm saying in my mind's eye, I don't know which one that is. Okay, it's. I think this is the better looking one, but okay. All right. Um. Any. Okay. I do that's know. Subje- by hey, saying that's that, subjective. that's subjective. By saying that, I do know which one you're talking about, but I do like the other one better. Yeah, you like by, by saying that, I know which I recognize which one you're talking about. Yeah. All right, so it's the main one. Um. Anyways, um. So I, I guess she. I don't know what what the context is here. Another fan sent this to us. Have they been fired? Or are they still in the company? Uh, I think they're an impact. Okay. I was, or they're I was, only fans, or I, I don't know. Uh, probably. But uh. <laughs> anyways, uh. And I just want to tell the fans. Look, I like when you guys send stuff to Super Fight Freaks Podcast at gmail.com. That's great. But give me a little context. If you just give me a screen capture. I don't know what you want me to say, what you want me to react to. Okay. A lot of these things have no con. There's no subject line. It's just a, a, an attachment a, a lot of times. So anyways, this is a picture, and I guess he sent this message. 
um, to Peyton Royce. He but I guess, yeah, okay. he, uh, it, uh, Peyton Royce is crying about being objectified and you're not supposed to uh, think we're hot. We're just wrestlers. We're the, we're the same as Billy Kidman. We're the same as Brooklyn Brawler. We're the same <laughs> as Stevie Ray. We're the same. We're, we're the same as. As uh, Mr. Perfect. We're the, you know, we're oh, just okay. wrestlers. You're not supposed to, you know, think not, it's not supposed to be like the Hasbro thing where you're only around them because you want to, you know, do that. Okay. Well, anyways, um, this guy, he had enough of it. And he sent me a screen capture of a message he sent to her. And this is what he said. Um, and I'm reading this. Um, it says, hey, retard. You're caught, you're cock teasing all the virgins and you're mad when they get horny and DM you. Not to mention you went out of your way to look through all of them to make a moot point that's been going on for centuries. Literally men in the 1400s would send horny letters through the mail. Mozart wanted his niece to shit on him. Maybe parents should teach their kids not to grow up to be cock teasing thoughts online that bog themselves because they're pathetic, they're pathetically insecure. Get a clue. Take a shower. Oh, he said that he said that. Oh, that's how you know he's a listener. That was kind of probably yeah, 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 yeah. us. Totally yeah, yeah, that is a wink and a tip of the hat to us. Nice. Uh, so what think about that? Uh, did she respond? Uh, obviously not. <laughs> well, uh, or if he, no, did, was... he didn't include that. You know, I don't know. Well, I'd like a follow up if possible. Uh, no, I'm glad someone had to say that. Yeah, he put her in a fucking place. Um, if she can read. Then, then that's that's gonna he did he did good. I don't think she can read or you know maybe someone can read it too or maybe an assistant. Yeah, yeah. I think she can understand English. So yeah, uh, no, that's so, he, he, I agree with him. I agree yeah, I, I do too. Big ups to him. Uh, he did a tip of the hat to us. I'm doing a tip of the hat to him. This one's for you. Um, we'll dedicate this next little blurb to you. This next little story. So we're gonna talk about MMA now. UFC 675 just happened. I think it was a great show. I don't remember what happened, but I remember liking it. And uh, one of the matches was um, it, for, first, I just want to say, and, and this will get rid of this point, too, that I had uh, the moving graphics that the UFC are using again that are for the first time. I think that's absolute dimes. That was peak Kino WWE. Remember oh, when we had the moving the graphics? Yeah. And then they would freeze. They were they doing do- that on the UFC card. Did you catch that? No, really? No. Because just- every fight before every fight, when they do the matchup graphics, they had they had a moving graphic. Now, none that's- of them. They, they, they didn't go about it in a good way. You know, Shawn Michaels, he had the classic where he... I was like, that was such a great way to get your personality over. Now, I guess none of them utilized it. But yeah, everyone had their own. And we all still remember the iconic ones like, oh, yeah, The Undertaker did this or Jeff Hardy did this or, you know, it was badass. Yeah, that was that was peak WWE, wasn't it? Remember Shawn Michaels punching himself? Oh, yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that was so <laughs> sick, man. So none of, nobody's kind of took that step, and that's fine. But I just want to say it's, a it's big the first step. one. Give, give them a chance. Yeah. yeah, it's a big step in the right direction. I loved it. I loved it. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, you forget about that, and that's such a small piece of production. But it's something that we all remember, and it's so cool. And it's like, man, that every, you know, PBC, all the fighting should be doing that. It's so much better. I don't know if it's much more expensive. What's the big deal? But so much better than just a static picture is that you can do, you know, your little two-second animation. Yeah, I when mean, that happened, dude, I picked up my phone. I tossed it to the other side of the room just because it was so sick. I just saw I needed yeah, it down in that moment. Pay- when I saw the first one, I turned the pay-per-view. I didn't watch it, the rest of the pay-per-view. It's so that's, sick. That's a high note. I'm going to go out on that. Well, you missed this then. And yeah, yeah. And it was a bad move. It was a bad move. I, I know that there's a large chunk of our viewers that are, first of all, they're racist. They're misogynist. They're um, alt-right. I didn't even know that it was still a thing, but they are, and that's sick. So this is a message to you guys. 
just in case you were wondering, Michael Chandler isn't racist, you fucking morons. He <laughs> bought a black kid to raise his own. You fucking all right psychos. So that's a message to, to all the listeners out there. He's been Fuck raising a black son for a long time. Yeah, he bought he well, no, no, this one, the new one he just bought. Was he bought a the, second one or is it still the first one? I don't know how many he has, but the newest one I, I think was in the octagon. He had like he had on the helicopter earphones, so he didn't hear his little ears. That's the same one, I think. He, was okay. in a, he, was he like went in for a kiss. Step, did right? you see that when he went in for a kiss and the kid kind of tried to pull away? He did he kiss the kid? He did kiss him on the lips, kind of like in a, in a kind of like in a hospital kind of way. Kind of but inappropriate. He, a little bit uh, inappropriate, but um, you know, he's well, how old was the kid? Like six or seven? Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, he had a kid named Hendrix that he adopted, and it was a black kid. And and I really like by all accounts, I really, really like Michael Chandler. But I've got to say, I think that's gonna be a problem. If not now, in the future, that'll probably be a problem. You know, that kid, you know, and, and he's rich, too. So, you know, you took that kid from poverty. You know, he's more than likely going to end up resenting you. This is all I'm going to say. Um, the toll will be 1350. And it'll be paid. It will by, be paid by one or both of them because the wife is he's got a and wife. Do you, see, do you see what I did there? If the price told me 1350. Yeah. No, I don't see what you did there. 1350. Think about a, their percent of the population and, and what their homicide rate is. Oh, okay. <laughs> 1350. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. By him and his wife. So it's, you know, you're really. Yeah. Toll you know. will be paid, will be collected. Uh, but let's talk about the fight for a second. Um, let's talk about our predictions. I think I deleted that tweet that I sent to you or the message or whatever the text it was. Oh, I, remember, our... I remember the predictions. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I just want to talk about this, man. Um, this is you the know, one I got right. You got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for the wrong reasons. And, and let me explain myself. Sure. Um, I think a lot of people are overlooking Tony Ferguson. I saw him how he was acting in the last couple of weeks. He's back to like that peak cringe faggotry. Yeah. I don't know if he ever stopped doing it. So I might be wrong, but it just seemed like it was back to 100. So uh, I kind of that, that kind of let the me way know he that. dresses. It's it's literally he's dressing like it's 2002. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I kind of like that. That's kind of sick in its own I mean, way. It's cool to be your own individual. I'm glad yeah. he's an individual. You know, he's doing something different. But it and, is, that, and that's big ups to King Cobra. That's what's up. Because a lot of people hate King Cobra because he is himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do notice that he dresses like it's 2002 or something. Oh, yeah, right? dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 like, but I like it. I kind of it kind of works. Boy from that era i don't know how old he was when that happened he might have that actually yeah as i was just about to say he might have actually that might have actually been his like party skate he was like 21 or whatever and that's when he was like partying and shit because that's how he dresses and uh it's hilarious i don't know if you're too too young but um there was a big song when i was young it was like a skater boy said see you later boy she wasn't good enough for him now he's a brother you know whatever it's avril lavigne and in that music video, she wore a wife beater in a tie around her neck, like a business tie. So then for about 10 minutes, that was the, uh, you know, the uh, the standard. That was the, you know, if you're a cool, if you're a bad bitch, you wear a tie. And uh, in middle school, I was in eighth grade in this one white girl. She uh, she came to school like the audacity. We, we had a we had to wear polo shirts as a uh, as the uniform. Uh-huh. And she came with a uh, like disheveled tie. In, in, in vain of Avril Lavigne around her polo shirt. And it's just like, I, I, I remember that was probably my first real incel thought where I want to push back against this. 
because I remember being a young eighth grader and you, we all know as boys how you were as eighth graders to, to look at any female. But I kind of superseded that. And I was like, you dumb bitch. You know, it's just in my head. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah. You lose, just come up with that. that. You, that uh, you know, that's not just some new thing you wanted to try. You dumb bitch. And, and conversely, uh, you know, Tony himself, you know, opposite of you, Tony himself was was dressing like that. I've seen I've seen videos. And, and look, you if, would, she, if she's still wearing that tie around her neck to this day, I'll shake her hand and say, I'm sorry. Uh, she hung herself with that tie a long time ago, probably. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. no, there's there's pictures of Tony. You can see Tony, and you, you would see this picture of him wearing. This is a very popular. The the top half of his body is dressed kind of like a, a server, a golden corral, or the cheesecake factory. Like, we have to dress <laughs> it a little bit. He has, like, a red long sleeve button-up, an Oxford-type shirt. And then he has the vest. Like, it would be a three-piece suit. He yeah. has, like, the vest that you would wear underneath the tuxedo. And then he's wearing jeans and Converse, and then he's got like twenty and a couple of leather bracelets. And you would think, well, was this taken in two thousand three, <laughs> or what? Well, when was this taken? When one was decided? No, this was taken in February two thousand twenty two. He's still dressing like that, and he's got an attitude. <laughs> and it seems like the the hobbies and attitude like to match that. It's it's insane. I kind of like it as I'm. He, he like I, I would still imagine he's doing and the that tattoos. Have you see the tattoos? Not the wings, but he has like some tribal and yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the tribal goes around his arm. It's like, damn, dude, this is literally with we do the memes about the starter pack. This is like the late 90s, early 2000s start douchebag starter pack. This <laughs> but, guy's- uh, so I want to say he was he was he was acting, you know, Pete cringe, Kino, whatever you want to call it. He, he was doing it so. And then if you look at who he lost to, I think he had another loss against Baniel, Dan Roosh, whoever that faggot is that everybody's saying. He's like number three uh, in the world. Daniel, all of their uh, and other good guys, though. No, no, no. It's but but the other guys like Daniel Banarush or Neil Banarush. Neil the Roosh. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He lost yeah. to him too, and that guy's supposed to be a stud. But really, Michael Chandler has the same losses to the same guys recently, and I feel like for some reason, a Michael Chandler gets the benefit of the doubt, and Tony Ferguson because he, he's really just well, lost. Michael Chandler is competitive with those guys. Okay, say what you want. Fine. It's losses to the same guy. And Chandler's getting finished. Tony Ferguson is a lot of times ending these fights in a decision or, you know. She lost every round, though. Sure, whatever. But 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 I'm saying it's the same. Matchups make fights. So anyways, I was saying I think two years ago, everybody would have looked at these two guys and said Ferguson would wash him. And now because they've lost to the same guys, but Chandler's are more fan friendly. For some reason, he's still looked at like Iron Mike Tyson. Well, anyways, I saw through the bullshit. I, I said, Tony's going to fucking wash this guy. And round one, was I right? It was yeah. shocking how easily uh, Tony Ferguson was piecing it up. That was classic peak Kino Tony. Yes or, wrong, yes or no, round one. Yeah, I thought it was going to be real because. Uh, I think everybody thought he was instantly just going to knock out Tony. Worse as fights go, you know. I thought everybody thought uh, Chandler was instantly going to fuck up Tony Ferguson. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I yeah, picked, yeah. I I'm just saying, after that first round, I thought this is going to be bad because Chandler he was already gets, gassing out. He gets worse. Yeah, he was already gassing out, and Ferguson was looking better. And uh, yeah, round two, it's more of the same. And then look, it was a, it was one of the most sickest kicks ever. Uh, yeah, that was badass. Uh, but it was party. really a hail mary, and it fucking landed on the dot. No shame. 
I think Tony still got it, dude. I, I think Tony is still going to fuck up a lot of guys. I know he's lost four in a row, and, and some of them have been devastating. He's taken a lot of damage, but my God, he I think he still got it. If they know, run man. that back, if they ran that back, if they did that in a simulation 10 times, who wins? I think Tony well, wins after, eight of them. No, I think that that knockout's going to hurt him. It's going to really deteriorate him Well, a that's lot. what I'm saying. If he did it in a simulation 10 times, where one didn't affect the other, you just saw who's going to win most of them. Tony would have won eight of those. Yeah, but if you also put, okay, let's do a simulation, but I, oh, let's let's manipulate the first one to where in the first one, Tony gets flatlined like that. I think that will severely affect the results, and he might lose Dude, all t- of them. Okay, Michael Chandler was walking through hell, too. He looked like shit after the fight. Yeah, but he's never been uh and dude, have you seen his phys- he's gotta be on steroids, right? Oh, who cares? They all are. All right, well, anyways, I just want to say that. And there's one other Tony topic I wanted to talk about before before we leave. Um, so so Charles Oliver, we all know he didn't make weight. He lost as soon as the uh, the fight started against Gaethje. That, he um he uh you know was vacated. He got to be the champ until the fight started, then it went vacate. Uh did you yeah. see what Tony did at the weigh-ins? Yeah, right before he got on, too. It was hilarious. Yeah, he rattle-fucked it. <laughs> I know. Why did he do that? And why was that okay? People said that was on purpose. <laughs> like, people were like, well, you think purpose. he did that by accident? Because uh, Oliver went right after him. And then, because the, they, and Whoever would have went after him. He fucked up the thing. These are like I sensitive calibrations. He did it on purpose, like, right after. Well, you think uh, he did that move accidentally? No, he did it on purpose. Why was that allowed to be done? Why would they That's say what that I'm saying, was- dude. That was insane. I don't, what, if you were the manager on the team, if you were on the team, let's say we were on the team and someone did that, wouldn't you be like, no, 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 like that? I'm say, not. Are get- you fucking stupid, to Tony? What the fuck is wrong with you? I think I would tell. I think you should tell her. I would say I'm not getting on the scale. Like I know, we'll go get another scale. Or that's maybe what he should have said is I'm not getting on that scale. Huh? Yeah, that's actually probably would have been the best play. I'm not stepping on that fucking scale. Yeah, I'm not stepping on that scale because that uh, was ridiculous. Yeah, he like he fucking out of fuck to like jumped. He was jumping on it, and it's like okay, well, obviously the calibration is gonna be good. But he did it just enough that he because if he would have calibrated it and it would have been like way fucked, he did it just the right amount to where he fu- he just fucked it up a yeah, little 0. bit. Five. Did you yeah. did you see uh, Oliver confronting him about it later on? Dude, you see? Did you see Oliver right when he stepped on and then uh like and it was one point five? You see, he looked immediately. He looked at Ferguson. Like he looked yeah, drunk. dude, and, and you could tell by his he face, was, he was he was like not shocked. He was like, "What the fuck did you do?" You know, he didn't look like the kind of way. Oh, I didn't make way. It was kind of like, dude, this is shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, because then everyone was complaining. No one's bringing this up too. I feel like because everyone's complaining that like, oh, there's something wrong with that trial scale. The trial scale. Oh, I, I wonder if when that hundred and seventy pound guy stepped on it and fucking rattle fucked it. I wonder if that kind of. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Yeah, 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 and they they didn't fix it or anything. They just immediately the next guy gets on, and it's like, what the fuck? I, I think uh, Tony doesn't like Oliver. That's why he did that because he knew he was right behind him. I mean, he had to know he was next. Anyways, that was a great net of fights. I don't remember any of the other fights. Oh, I remember but the Gaethje. Should have been stripped for that or what? All right, look, I think the way the way the fight played out, everybody views Tony as champion. I mean, now he can be a two time champion if he wins the next one. So I Oliver. think it's even better. I think that's yeah. a nice setup, actually. You don't really lose, and you just have the opportunity to say you're a two-time UFC champ. I think it's even sicker. I think he loses money, though, so I mean, I think he probably would have rather have uh, Who money. cares? It's not a big deal. Um, I, w- I will say this. Islam Makachayev, if they fight, he's going to wash him. Yeah, yeah. Or Islam's going to wash Oliveira. Islam's going to wash him, yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's unfortunate for Oliver because now he's losing the belt. He might not get it back. But, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have stepped on that scale. That's kind of on him. I would have definitely refused to get on that scale. Oh, what did you think about the Geeky fight? Anything you want to say that's pertinent that hasn't been said by Teddy Ellis? Karan, man, no, yeah, they've all covered was. it great. But, I mean, yeah, I watched that fight, and I just think, like, fuck, man. I mean, uh, Oliver's the man. I mean, that there that was it's funny because so- Oliver's the man, but if he were to have a rematch with any of the guys he's beaten recently, it's I don't almost know. like, again, it's a 50-50. Yeah, it's a 50-50. That is true. But, I mean, in that fight, and I, I watched with my girl. I watched with my girl, and I, I was we were, we were commenting on the fight. And I told her, you know, uh, in that three minutes, I was like, man, you know, that fight was only two minutes, however long it was. But, we, I mean, that shows you everything you need to see. That guy is the best. I mean, getting dropped, getting rocked, not, completely unfazed, gets up, drops him fair and square, and then my girl kind of said, like, oh, you know, he he, uh, he was trying to avoid getting on the ground with him the whole time. And, I, you know, and I was like, you know, that's true. And he's like, but uh, Oliver fucking didn't give him that option. Put his ass flat, beautiful boxing. It's right funny. In. You see, like, so many of these BJJ guys, when they do that drop down shit, it's usually because they can't fight standing. But this guy can fight standing. But if he gets hurt, it's almost like he has the added ability. Like, well, I'll just drop down. and You can't follow up then. Exactly, yeah, yeah, because you saw Gaethje was really reluctant to do that. Don't you think that was a mistake on his part, though? Uh, yeah, I think he should have uh, went for it. Yeah, 100%. But, but that, that's what I was saying. That's what, too we're much. Both, that's what we're both remarking that, look, I know it's his good thing, but, like, you've rocked him, you've hurt him. And especially the stand-up, it was still pretty competitive. Even when he rocked him, I thought that, you know, knowing the slide, knowing who Oliveira is, He's no slouch. So when he rocked him, you scared not. You can't be a pussy. I mean, just fucking. This is your chance. He's buzzed. He's dazed. You know, he's not going to be going full force. It's just the same. If you're rock standing, it's not like oh, as soon as he goes below sea level, he's not rocked anymore. This is interesting thing though, Tony Oliver. It's like imagine if every time you got hit hard, you could just drop on your back. No, that's a great move. Because I I don't think if he didn't have that ability. Yeah, yeah, it's it's deception. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like I'm saying, you just because you drop, it wasn't like he got flatlined and really dropped. He always goes down on his own accord, usually. Yeah, yeah, he gets rocked or he gets in an uncomfortable moment. Yeah, and he drops down. That's what I'm saying. But oh, I think the wrong game, the move was wouldn't you say if it was me or you fighting, wouldn't you be like, okay, well, if you drop, just go fucking pound fuck him? Just yes, unload I, him. I always think the best thing to do is trust yourself and play your own cards. I finished the fight right there. Yeah, and and he could have. I mean, he had him hurt, and it's just like, man, if you could just empty the tank because dude yeah i mean i think it is a psychological kind of deception that look he's still rocked it doesn't matter if he falls on his back his head is still spinning if you unload the tank i don't think he'll be able to submit you well i want to say something else too right now and you tell me if i'm but, wrong but here okay go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no go ahead did you have some you want to put well, a yeah, no, on i'm just gonna wrap up and say uh that yeah, you know, he gets rocked, then he gets up, puts him down yep. and then just expertly once he took his back it was like he's playing with a kid I mean, fucking, you see, he, Gaethje shows a lot of heart to get out of the first move, but it was really maybe one of the worst things because then he gets an even deeper. And, I mean, Oliver just shows he's the fucking man. I mean, I, I thought, wow, that guy is a, a champ. Yeah. And he really showed he's the number one guy. Wished he could have fought Khabib. And we talked about this. Khabib never had that signature win. I don't think he had a signature win. I don't think Connor was a signature. You know, none of it was good. Uh, but Oliver has cemented himself as, wow, you get over on him, this version of Oliveira, 
you know, then, you know, that, that would really be you dethroning the King, which Khabib never got to do. He beat Ally and Quinta for the vacant title. He fought Connor after, you know, six years of not, you know, whatever is embarrassing. Yeah. And then, uh, his wins against Gaethje and Dustin Poirier really, to me, seemed just like those are the best available guys. They weren't the next, they weren't the next up, but fighting a guy like Oliver, now Oliver has showed himself to be in exciting fights, all different styles, Good standing, good. You know he's a, or Islam, even one of those. You know that's a phenom. Now there's guys finally where, you know they've really cemented themselves like, oh, this is the next generation. And Khabib, I don't know. You know he's great, but you have to admit it. Well, I'm going to bring him back to that. I'm going to stop your things. I'm going to bring him right back to that. And I want to ask you a question. First, I want to say this, just yes or no. Do you agree? It's weird if the UFC right is like a four fight main card. Two of the fights were shit. The Oven Saint Brew versus Shogun was a gay fight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see fucking the uh, decrepit Shogun in the ring anymore. Put him on, bury yeah, his ass. Over the same proof, old too. That fight sucked on both. both Look, bury his ass on the early preems. The Budweiser sponsor, the Malt Barley, the Guinness Extra Stout prelim. Yeah, put his <laughs> ass on that. I don't. I don't want to fucking want to watch that. And then the Rose Namajunas. I didn't watch it, so I guess it's not fair for me to say because I watched the Canelo fight while that was happening. But I feel like the night redeemed itself with those two fights, with the Ferguson fight, and then the main event. The main event was sick. Everybody went home happy. Yeah, yeah. You went Even home with happy. two shit fights, it seems like the night was paced well. You have to book them like that. I mean, they book things really well. You got to get those fights out of the way. And, yeah, they spaced them out in between two. What I think we knew were going to be barn burners. I mean, I, I don't think we ex- – you know, they obviously really, really under-delivered. But you probably didn't expect – Hua versus Ovin St. Preen to be a barn burner, but it's okay because next up we're going to have Chandler versus yeah. Ferguson, which you know is going to be a barn burner. And then with the Spars and Namahunas, I don't think they expected it to be that bad because I didn't watch the fight either, but everything I'm hearing is saying it was one of the worst. Yeah, I don't think they expected that, but you probably didn't expect much, but it's okay because the main event, dude, should have your mouth watering. This main event's going to be fucking crazy. All right, and, and now, now I want to say this. Tell me if I'm wrong. All right, and let's be quick on this and move, but I'm, I want to give you, I'm just going to post something, and I, I, I'm going to say something, I want you to hear you respond to it, what you think. Um, okay. I think that right now, as it is, I don't give a fuck about undefeated. I think Oliveira has a better resume right now than Khabib. I believe I believe he does. I believe he does. The Michael Chandler win, the Gaethje I- win, the Poirier win. And then if you want to start looking at all their C level wins, the B level wins, I think they're just I think they're equal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Chandler win pushes them over. And I think if you look at the top five, all of their has stoppage wins against all these guys. And he got the win over Ferguson that would have really helped Khabib if yeah. he would have got the right time. So I think right now he has a better resume than Khabib. So you agree? To me, yeah, to, to me, yeah, he's a much more exciting fighter, and Khabib was very dominant and very so good. Does that mean he's the greatest lightweight of all time? I don't think either of them are the greatest lightweights of all time. <laughs> all right, there's a test. See if you're gay or not. Right now, yeah. you, good job. Man, um, it's laughable the UFC does that, man. Everybody, it doesn't matter who it is. Everybody's the greatest. Now they're talking about Asparza. Is she the greatest of all time? Is uh, yeah, I want to say this. Can you tell me if I'm off beat? So, so uh, no, I watched... not the greatest of all time. Quit bringing that up, dude. You're making me hate this shit. Dude. We got to watch uh, uh, during the Asparza fight. You know, we tuned out. We watched the Canelo fight. We'll talk about that for just a bit. I mean, everybody said everything you're gonna ever say about it, right? And who gives a shit? Um, but I was, I really liked the DAZN broadcast team. I don't even remember who it was, but I felt like they were calling shit. They were calling the fight. I was shocked. They were not you, hanging all over Canelo's jocks. 
You right? know what was interesting to me about that? About it was Chris little, Maddox. And I don't remember who else. Sergio Mora. Sergio Mora, Chris Maddox. I want to say Daniel Jacobs. Okay. Well, hold on. I'm going to pitch it to you because I want to hear what you have to say. But I, I, I thought it was a really professional broadcast. And look, I, I get it. I, Daniel Cormier is a good guy. He's one of the good black guys. He's a fun guy. He's really affable. He's a family man. I like him. I like him as a personality. I like. Him I, I don't think he, you know, shouldn't have a spot as an on-air person. But when it's him and Joe Rogan, I, 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 it just doesn't feel professional. Those are color guys. You only need one, really. Even however you want to structure, it just doesn't feel professional. I don't feel like I'm watching. I, I, I don't know. It just feels like a bar stool. Um, commentator, but I, I just don't like it. Where like the boxing's best commentators, it brings an air of like dignity and class to it. And uh, I, I think listening that to, I think listening you don't to have a Goldberg, you need a Mike Goldberg in there for that. Well, Mike Goldberg is kind of shit, but yeah, just keep it professional. And uh, Rogan and, and Cormier are both trying to pop each other, both trying to make each other laugh. It's a lot of well, I can't wait, bro, bro. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, you shouldn't be calling this like a fan. Yeah, and yeah I feel I like they. I feel like they call fights like a fan and listening to them, and then going right to the Canelo broadcast by the zone, which I was shocked at how down the middle they called it and how and how nice they came off that night. It was no question. I do not like the UFC's current presentation with uh, commentators. They need to find yeah, a different mix of guys. You do. I do like in boxing. At least historically, they have had very professional booths, and it makes it feel like a big deal. You know, the the Lampleys and the shit like that. Yeah. I do think, oh, well, I really did like that back in the day. Or I remember at least as a kid having memories of watching those and thinking that, wow, this is the that's the big time, you know? Yeah. Now, I don't remember if they their merits, if they were great or they, they were shit or not. I don't think the it was that corrupt back then. Was it the 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 booths? No, 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 not at all. They weren't they weren't choosing the house fighter every time. No. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure DAZN is guilty of that. But uh, they had an option on this DAZN, which I thought was unique and interesting. If you wanted to, there was two different broadcasts you could listen to. You could listen to uh, the Barstool uh, broadcast. And the now people were announcing they were at the fight announcing was the Dave Portnoy and someone yeah. else. The big cat. Big and you cat, could have yeah. them announce the fight. And uh, I actually said uh, I've seen from a couple of different sources. They said that was a lot better. It was a wh- whole lot better. And then uh, the whole time they you know they, they were calling it down the middle and uh, unlike I loved, I'll say this when, when when I don't mean to cut you off when when Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul had their fight they like kept pitching it to Big Cat and Dave Porno and they were fucking fantastic it oh, catered to the Zoomer crowd without making a mockery of everything it was fun it was lighthearted and they were really good uh, you do yeah. see we got to go home in about eight minutes okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well no yeah, so, yeah they just they, they pitched it like that a couple times yeah and they they did the whole broadcast and apparently. They did it really well, and the whole time Dave Fornoy was saying, like, oh, wow, you know, I don't know who, who would want to be Canelo in these moments. I, w- I would want to be Bivol, you know? And yeah. so the whole time they apparently called it down the middle when the fix was clearly in. Uh, okay, what, what do you want to talk about the fight? Do we want to, we don't want to do a fucking recap? Man, uh, look, we're both this, wrong, this, yeah. uh, but, but I, I do want to say this is the first time it feels like a Canelo fight played out in a way that made sense, that it was a bad stylistic matchup, and it played out that way to the end. Um, well, I said to you I don't before. think anything less of Canelo. I still think he's the man. I think he goes beneath 175, goes back to 168, 160. I still think he's the guy to beat. I, I don't well, think anything. I, I, I don't I think any less of him. I wanted to. Yeah, of course not. He he, he tried, and uh, you know, I, all these gay gay articles on ESPN and all that talking about how uh, you know Canelo uh, 
was he defeated by his own ambitions? Was this too much? And it's like, no, it's okay. Yeah, you. it's fine. You don't get defeated by your own ambitions. You're a faggot cuck who I hope for you get <laughs> kills themselves uh, today. It's embarrassing. And boxing will never stop embarrassing themselves, but Canelo uh, is not one of those embarrassments. Uh, and yeah. I, I said to you on the phone, I had to change of heart. I wish we could have done a podcast before the fight because I said to you that I've had a change of heart. After watching all these joggers and all the, the way boxing's become, you know, they act like they're going to pretend like Shakur Stevenson is a is a star when yeah. on the night girls who two, – two bitches who've never been on pay-per-view do quadruple the numbers. And it's embarrassing, but Canelo's not a part of that. You know, I told you, you know, I'm going to respect him, and I do want he, – he makes the fights, and I, I do want him to win. And I even said to you, you know, wouldn't it be fun if he loses this? And I thought he was going to lose. And you, you know, very incorrectly, very autistically, some might say, you said that he was going to win. That this, you know, you made you made some observation that didn't make a lot of sense about how <laughs> you know, this was a good, this was an easy style for him. And then, you know, I usually defer to you on a lot of these things. And that was my, and I'll admit that was my mistake to defer to you and say, okay, well, yeah, it might be a bad matchup, but I, I don't, I mean, you can be honest. You didn't I seem that I, I, I didn't think he was going to, I. I thought he could lose this fight. I don't listen to what you say a lot, so I can't go back on that. A lot of times I zone out while you're talking. But no, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I do think that Canelo's had a dress rehearsal for this fight over and over and over. But but I do think we saw something from Canelo that we've seen, uh, um, you know, many times over the years is is when the pressure gets hot, he just keeps doing what he's doing. He doesn't change. He doesn't the the pace doesn't pick up. You know, and and I guess it cost him this time. Um, yeah, whatever. Um. I, I don't think he got destroyed. I don't think he got embarrassed. I think he just lost. And uh, I think what separates him from the really great guys, from the all-time guys, is that ability to switch gears. Canelo's not a guy who's going to switch gears. Yeah, they needed some urgency from him. And, yeah, I was telling you, and me and my girl watched that fight. Me and my girl watched that fight. If he didn't like, have a cardio problem, it's a very winnable fight. I, it, 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 it's not an unrealistic fight for him to win. Instead of watching that UFC fight, we watched that fight, and I was saying the whole time that, you know, they want him to turn it up. They want him to go balls to the wall. And it's like, you know, Canelo's never done that. He doesn't have that yeah. temperament. He doesn't know how to do that. You know, if if you ask him to go balls to the wall, go finish this guy, you know, that's not in his wheelhouse. He just – I'm not saying he can't do it. He just doesn't do that, you know. It's not it's not who he is. And, and you see, I mean, there was moments where he needed to do that, and he didn't. Uh, I don't think the rematch is the right play, though. I think we just move on. No, and, I just and, move on. I don't want to see Canelo fight uh, uh, Triple G anymore. I think fight, they, fight one of the guys correctly. I think you're right. That's a good fight to go back and and uh, I think a lot of casuals want it. And we just go back and that'd be a good bounce back win for him. And then yeah, go and and, and fight the guys, the Benavidez, the Charlos, the Andres. All right, uh, I, th I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Um, I, I don't know if there's any way to attack this. E everybody's talked about the same shit ad nauseum. Uh, well, look, 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 let's be quick. Uh, I wanted to do, the, I had a very big retrospective I wanted to do and wanted to ask you to go deep on some things. Well, I'll save it for next time, probably. I'll save it for next time. But look, there's a big fight this weekend. It's going to be Castano versus Charlo, too, for the Undisputed Junior Middleweight title. What do you think? I only saw pictures of the first fight. But oh. I do feel confident that I know what happened and how it played out. Um, again, look, I'm betting house money. I, I don't. Obviously, I think, you know, Castanio probably plays up. a. Uh, he's a bad matchup, but I think Charlo is just going to double down on what makes him Charlo. And he's probably going to get him out of there. Really? I, don't, I, 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 I don't think it's going to happen twice where the house loses two weeks in a row. So I'm more making my pick on that. I don't think the boxing gods 
are going to let a, a fake A side lose twice in in, in uh, two weeks. Did, so did I, you, I think Castano loses. Are you aware of what happened in the first fight? Yeah, I know he's five foot three and he threw a lot of punches and he kind of got overwhelmed. But I still think uh, I saw pitchers uh, that Charlo looked like he hurt. Some of the punches from the pitchers look pretty big. And I think he can do more of those pitchers for this fight. And I think. Well, look, a lot of people think it was a controversial draw. It was a draw. And a lot of people think Castano won. Yeah. And they gave it to a draw. So I'm saying, do you think he will make the adjustments and knock him out? Because that's what all the experts are saying. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, no, yeah, well, then we'll make it official. I'm going the other way. I think uh, Charlo, as do most. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard, when you're hard going style. up against a heavy hitter, a home run hitter, it's hard to beat him by overwhelming him. It can um, be done. It's better to do it against a boxer who's like, look, what, what Charlo does do is he doesn't throw a lot of punches. So he's going to give away a lot of rounds. Mm-hmm. But if he just doubles down like he doubled, who was the guy he lost to the last Harrison, Tony Harrison. Yeah, he doubled down on whatever he did wrong in the first fight. And it was kind of impressive in a way, even though Harrison is kind of shit. It was still impressive to see him that double fight, down on his stupid strategy and get the home run finish. And he did because, you know, it was embarrassing to me or it was funny to me because I was rooting for Harrison. Yeah, two minutes. Uh, you saw Harrison was taking it to him actually in the rematch and actually yeah. beating him even clear. Yeah. And it's like, damn, if this he doesn't change, this is gonna go really bad. But sure enough, he did hit that home run. Dude, and Charlo, and- I, I I hate Charlo, I'll never like him, but he doubled down on everything that he did wrong in that first fight. And it was like, Oh, I'm just gonna run through the wall harder this time, then that'll do it. I think the same approach. This guy's five foot three. You guys all think he's some great boxer. He he's uh no, he's, he's probably gonna get that. finished. You've always no. said that. You've said that private. Uh, privately in text I never you okay. said that off the record i don't have time to combat that but uh no i, I do think uh castaniel is going to win this one i think he's going to win it going away i don't know about a knockout but i do think he he will expose Charles. i don't think Charles has the heart for a lot of these things like, much like canelo i don't think he will make an adjustment as you said uh, he's gonna just try the same thing over and over and uh yeah. i know i'm gonna bet look it's a 50 50 fight i'm gonna bet on uh, Castano, and he is the underdog. So if you want to make some money, I would take. Well, that this bet. this is a, a nice one where we agree on how the fight's going to play out. Uh, it, so so I, I I think we're almost in. I think we both win. I think whatever happens, we both we win. Both because win. We, we, both unless win. the fight plays out in some radically different way, I'm going to say we're both right. Is it a watch uh, or is it a buffet fight? I look like I'm going to say this for me. For somebody who knows as much about boxing as I do, I looked at the pitchers last time and I was mm-hmm. perfectly satisfied. I could tell it was a great fight from the pitchers. I could tell mm-hmm. there's a lot of hard punches from the picks. I saw three mm-hmm. pictures and I liked it. It was a good memory in my head. For me, that worked. Everybody okay. else, I don't know. And then that way you get to do that and you still get the buffet. So Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, the pitchers don't come out usually until the next day. But yeah. Okay. Well, All right. Uh, look, with that said, look, we, we I feel like we went. To, this is going to be a pretty good link podcast. But I feel like we were rushed because of the the scam artists at Zoom. So uh, uh, figure this out. Yeah, yeah figure the, it out. those motherfuckers. Uh, so with that said, uh, peace out. Bye.